0: What's going on Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your humble host, Hayes, not so humble all the time, but regardless of that, I'm your host Hayes. On today's episode, we'll be talking about rumors that the Chicago Bulls may have their eyes on John Collins and what that could mean for the potential Rudy Gobert trade that we heard that the Atlanta Hawks would offer John Collins in. And if that could turn into a three-team trade, we'll talk about all that. We'll also get into draft prospects that I feel the Chicago Bulls should avoid heading into the 2022 NBA draft. We'll get into all that and more in today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So first up, I already told you guys, this is going to be a week of wild, wild, wild rumors, news, speculation, everything. It's going to be going a mile a minute. Um, and so we got released early this morning that the Bulls are reportedly interested in John Collins. That they've had their eyes on John Collins. Now we heard last week, and I said before that that Bulls have been priced now out of the Rudy Gobert market because we did hear that the um, the Atlanta Hawks would be offering John Collins. In an offer uh, for Rudy Gobert to bring Rudy Gobert to Atlanta. Now, I will still say this: that if that is the package, the Bulls have then now got themselves; they've been priced out of the Rudy Gobert market. But with now the rumors coming out that the that the Bulls have their eyes or have had their eyes on John Collins, and the wording there is 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 important, right? Because you're going to see now, you're going to see a ton of headlines come out that oh, the Bulls are going to be are going to try to go after John Collins. The Bulls, uh, John Collins is a Bulls target. You're going to see a lot of that. When the the way that it's worded is important. I always say this: words mean things. It's to say that they've had their eyes on John Collins is vastly different than saying that they're actively going after John Collins. It means that they could be could have uh, kept their eyes on the market. That if something with John Collins comes out, um, if if the if the Hawks uh, decided that they wanted to pull the trick on a John Collins trade, and they put him on the market. That they're just going to monitor what that value is to see if they possibly could make a move. It does not necessarily mean that the Chicago Bulls are going to be actively and aggressively going after John Collins. I wanted I wanted to say that uh, say that up front, but with the with for the nature of conversation and for the nature of speculation and for, to just have some fun on this show, let's talk about what it what could possibly happen. Now with the Rudy, when you add in what we've heard about the Rudy Gobert trade, right? So we've heard that the Atlanta Hawks were going to do a package around Clint Compella, Kevin Herter, uh, um, and and John Collins and their pick to to possibly go after Rudy Gobert. And then we also heard that the Bulls did have, um, or the, the Utah Jazz did want Patrick Williams back in a deal. And then once the Bulls kind of decided not to include Patrick Williams, that he was off the table in, in those type of trade ideas, that that deal kind of broke apart. Then we also heard towards the end of last week that, they may revisit that trade. So I'm going to put all these rumors together into one conglomerate, right, in this point. And this is just for the nature of conversation. I'm not saying this is going to happen. But what if, what if this now turns into a three-team trade? Now, with that being said, what would have to happen in that three-team trade? I think the Bulls, 18th pick, and um, Kobe White off the rip, right? We know that, that that has to happen. Considering John Collins' contract as well, um, the, the you would you would think that possibly – Uh, uh, it's going to have to be Nikola Vucevic involved in that as well. Um, I don't see a world in which any one of these trades goes down without. So what are we looking at then in that part, in that, if, if, if that happens, if let's say the Utah Jazz are going to take Clint Capella, Kobe White, possibly going over to the Utah Jazz as well. And then that would send John Collins to the Chicago Bulls and Rudy Gobert ends up on the Atlanta Hawks. Let's just say that's the way that it kind of works out. Vooch has to be included in that deal as well. When you look at John Collins, his average salary is $25 million. So giving up Kobe White, giving up Nikola Vucevic gets you right there. The the Bulls really don't have any other combination. Even if they were to include Patrick Williams, it would still take a considerable other trade asset for that. So the question I'm going to ask you guys in a case like this, if the Bulls, keep in mind John Collins, 25, he was a 19th pick overall as well. If it took Kobe White, Nikola Vucevic, in the 18th overall pick if it comes to that right um and we we'll, i'm not going to get into exactly what picks that it goes into but if it ends up with John Collins being on the Chicago Bulls let's say that the Chicago Bulls do get another later pick or something like that I'm not sure where other draft picks are out there for you the team off the top of my head but if that were to happen and just just briefly looking at it right now so Atlanta has the 16th pick the Bulls have the 18th pick the Jazz have uh, which I, I highly doubt they would be giving up anything in this, but let's see what they have in the second round. I don't even think the Jazz have a second round pick. That is okay. So the Jazz don't even have a second round pick to offer up. That's that's wild. Okay. Uh wow. So yeah, the Bulls in that case would not really be getting back any any other type of draft capital. Um, yeah, that's just I don't know if that, you know, like I said, this was for the nature of conversation. This was to have fun around that conversation, but just looking at how everything shakes down with the other picks that are out there that would mean maybe maybe the bulls can get that 44th pick from atlanta as well in this deal get back john collins and the 44th pick utah does utah not have any draft picks in this draft that can't be right wow okay so um yeah that that makes this even more interesting you guys get to see that live recording uh that's that's crazy um so that's probably why the draft capital um is 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 what it is and how important it is for the utah Jazz. Um, that's crazy. That is wild. That is really, really crazy. Um, hold on. I'm looking at everything right now. So it looks like yeah, the Utah Jazz's first round pick this year goes to the Memphis Grizzlies, and the second round pick goes to the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, they have the Memphis Grizzlies second round pick this year. That's crazy. Okay, so all right, let's let's bring it all back together. I'm shocked. If you guys can't tell, I'm absolutely shocked by that. Um, but okay, so now with everything that we know, if a package if it involves Vooch, Kobe White. And the 18th pick, or maybe just Vooch in the 18th pick in a case like that, and maybe throw in something to match salary on the extra because I think there's three million dollars between John Collins, and then maybe they can move uh, Kobe White in a separate trade. But if the Bulls can get in on that trade, if the Utah Jazz say, "Hey, we want young players, we are we want draft capital, we don't really, you know, we, we'll take back Vooch's contract. Rudy can go to the Hawks, uh, John Collins can go to the to the Bulls. We'll take back both the 16th and the 18th picks and whatever we can to match that salary." If that happens, if that deal goes down, do you think that that is – are the Bulls giving up too much in a case like that? Again, uh, I would have to come up with a, an exact deal and go over everything, but just roughly you, you would think that, yeah, I mean, Vooch's contract gets you close if you're just bringing back John Collins in the deal. If all, all the Bulls are bringing back is John Collins in the deal, uh, Vooch and then some filler gets you there. If that happens and the Bulls also have to give up that 18th pick but keep Kobe White to possibly move for something else, do you think that's enough? And if it, takes, if it takes Vooch, Kobe White, and the 18th pick, do you think that's too much to give up for John Collins? Me personally, I do think that that's too much for John Collins. Let me be clear. Like I said, this is for the nature of speculation. Um, But I do think you're going to hear a lot of rumors just to try to increase some value now. But I definitely think that personally that that's just way too much to give up for a player like John Collins. John Collins, who had an amazing season about two seasons ago, and then has come back down to earth since then. I don't think that, you know, and again, is he better than Vooch? would he be better than Vooch in the, in that type of situation I, there's an argument to be made there i think um I, I i i i i can see people being on either side of the of the um of the fence there me personally i think that considering Vooch and the role that he's in John Collins numbers from last year 16.2 uh points per game 7.8 rebounds per game 1.8 rebound uh assists per game and an overall PER of 18.75 um, and I'm not saying John Collins is a bad player at all, but that's giving up a lot for John Collins. And John Collins, again, uh, I think he had better three-point shooting percentage than Voots last season. Um, so he does offer some ability to stretch floor, but does he really fix what the Bulls need defensively? Right? Is it is it kind of more of the same in that case? I don't really I I don't see that because you know I don't see it happening again. I think the, the, these rumors are more so the type of rumors you're going you're going to hear a lot this week. There are going to be tons and tons. Of rumors this this week. Like just period. Gonna be huge amounts of huge amounts of rumors this week. You also got now coming out that Kyrie and the Nets may be far apart on the deal and that Kyrie might actually explore the free agent market. The Pacers are now seriously listening to offers for Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon. This is just the opening of draft week. You're gonna hear a lot more of this type of stuff, especially considering free agency is right around the corner as well. But
1: dot com and check out noom's first ever cookbook the noom kitchen for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living available to buy now wherever books are sold
0: think what do you how do you feel about the potential of the bulls working into that you were to go bear trade and now being three that ends up with john collins being here i think that it's a long shot it it could happen in in the framework of just the money moving around but i don't know if, if if we would have to give up too much in that case, but let me know what you guys think down below on that. All right, let's go ahead and get off that. That's the last bit on that. Now, uh, the main part of this episode, I wanted to talk about draft prospects. You guys know, I covered about 26 draft prospects for the Chicago Bulls in my draft player profiles, And I talked about, I even had my tier list of, of tiers that I think the Bulls should look at, depending if they're looking for, to, for right now, high upside, things like that. Um, but I want to talk about prospects that I feel the Chicago Bulls should avoid. Now, this is not to say that these prospects are terrible. It's not to say that these prospects aren't going to have or work their way into being solid NBA players. It's just at that 18th pick, considering what else is around it and what the, what the Bulls could do for it, these are players that I think that they should avoid. And I'm going to get into the reasons why. The first one up is Patrick Baldwin Jr. And the reason why, the main reason why Patrick Baldwin Jr. is why he has a lot of still potential. He has a nice, a, a shot that looks good. He has a quick release, things like that. But his foot speed, Right. Um, the defense of anything. while he does, you know, I said in my, in my analysis of him, he projects to be a solid 3 and D player. And he could even, if, it de- if he develops, work into a, a, a 3 and D starter at the NBA level at some point. He's only 19 years old. He'll be 20 by the time the season starts to turn 20 shortly thereafter, after the season starts. But when I look at, at Patrick Baldwin, what I see, and unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, is Chandler Hutchinson. I think that if this goes wrong with him, that it, he's going to be a Chandler Hutchinson type player, a player that never quite brings everything together. He has right what looks like the ability to be a three and D player. He has the ability, what looks like he's going to have a good shot and things like that. But it's not, it's it's not as consistent right now. Even his three point shooting, twenty six percent on three point shooting in his only year in college, and also thirty four percent from the field. Now again, nineteen years old, about to be twenty years old in November. That th- those things go go over, but. You know, while he has legit size being six ten, two hundred and twenty pounds, he projects to be more of a small forward than a power forward. And God forbid he does play power forward because his his frame right now, I think he'd get cooked on defense. I think some of the quicker players in the league on pick and rolls and things like that, he can get him. Yes, he's unselfish, right? But I just don't see Patrick Baldwin, in my opinion, considering some of the other prospects around that the Bulls can get that that look to be to be better defensively than what he is right now, and possibly a higher, a higher ceiling as far as offensively as well. Patrick Baldwin Jr. is a player that I think the Bulls should avoid. Now, he does have high basketball IQ, and that could be the thing that really does help him. If he gets to a team that has a good system, a smart coaching staff, his basketball IQ may be what turns him into and keeps him being a solid player and fixes some of these things. But just looking at right now, looking at the things that he lacks, considering this Chicago Bulls team right now and the fact that almost whoever we draft is going to need to play a role right away, I don't think Patrick Baldwin Jr. should be the, the pick at the Bulls, especially at number 18. Now, if the Bulls were picking lower in the twenty twenty five area, a lot of those concerns would go away because I think at that point, the upside becomes, if you can get a high upside player with that type of basketball IQ that low in the draft, it changes some things. But I just, I, you know, and even his motor is sometimes a question for him. Um, his, 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 the focus on the game is sometimes a question, though he is a smart basketball player. So Patrick Baldwin Jr. is the first player that I feel the Chicago Bulls should avoid in this upcoming draft. Now, the next one, this is a player that I'm actually pretty high on, but coming up with this list and looking at his percentages and things like that, I had to put be fair and put him on the on this list. Now, again, Jaden and this one is Jaden Hardy. Jaden Hardy was projected to be a lottery pick. Before this this season started, before he started the season with the G League Ignite, now he did have great averages of 19.5 points per game, 4.3 points per game, and 3.6 assists per game. Those are great, great. But even in that, he did not shoot the ball efficiently. What I the reason why I think the Bulls should avoid Jaden Hardy is that as of right now, if if things don't go right, while he does have a lot of upside, Jaden Hardy predicts to be a high volume shooter, somebody who needs a lot of shots to be productive, and with those percentages. I think that you can get a player who can, who can shoot better percentages and give you some better things on the defensive end that you don't necessarily have to wait on that upside. Now, if, if Jaden Hardy's upside comes in, he can be a starting two guard in this league easily, I think. Right. But again, there's a reason why he and he's falling down some mock drafts as well. There's a reason why with that, when you look at those, those shooting splits, like I said, those percentages, they don't really scream at you as something positive, especially, you know, he's he is a younger player as well uh he's 20 years old he just turned 20 in january but i do think looking at this is that again if you're going to go upside and somebody who's not ready right now there are better upside picks and Jaden hardy even though he looks to be a solid scorer but that's a volume score and coming into the chicago bulls team he's not going to get a huge number of shots even if he were to be to be the the quote-unquote kobe white replacement and that goes back and that is part of the reason too i like to compare a lot of these to what's going on now at the worst Jaden hardy is kobe white right? And he probably will may be that his first couple seasons. And with that being said, if you're replacing Kobe White for Jaden Hardy, the really only the benefits you're getting at that point is the fact that he's under a better contract for longer than what Kobe has. Kobe's contract is essentially coming up. But when I said it, the Bulls in a win, win now position, and I, if I do think if they're going win now or if they're even going upside, there are just better players to pick than Jaden Hardy at this position, still high on him overall. But I and I do think that Jaden Hardy is going to turn into a solid NBA player. But I'm just worried about that initial fit and the number of shots that he would need to, quote unquote, be effective as one of my lights goes out uh, as uh, and, and the type of shots that he would need to be effective. So Jaden Hardy is, is number two on my list here. The next one up is Caleb Houston. Now, Caleb Houston, um, th- again, legit size, six, 205 pound shooting guards, last power forward from Michigan, covered him as well. And while again, not somebody that I'm saying is going to be a bust. Let me be clear here. Every player that I bring up here, I'm not saying is going to be a bust. I'm strictly saying that these are players that I think the Bulls should avoid if they stay at that 18th pick. Caleb Houston is another player that I think if the Bulls were drafting lower, if they do drop down, I would not mind them taking it all. But at that 18th pick, I think they're going to be better prospects here. While he has the archetype of being a three and D shooter, right? 60% from three point range. So good. Um, and he's not and 20 years old now but he he's probably going to be a one-dimensional wing player. And so what that means is that that one-dimensional like yeah, the number of shots that he gets off screens. Looking at his attempts off screens, uh he hits 8 of 37 attempts off screen and 5 of 23 off pull-ups. That's not that's not great. That means that you're going to have to create for him, right? You're going to have to 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 really create for him and you know, he's not he's not the best passer either. Um and he doesn't have any type of off-the-dribble, and his athleticism isn't the best either, even with his length and his height. He has, I think, lower-than-average position positional athleticism for his position. So because of that, again, Caleb Houston is going on this list and rounding it out as the three players that I think the Bulls should avoid In this upcoming draft, if they stay at the 18th pick, let me throw that caveat out there as well. Let me be clear here. I'm saying if they stay at the 18th pick, a lot of these, a couple of these players, I would still say avoid Patrick Baldwin. If the Bulls move and they stay in the first round, let's say they get a low low round pick. Jaden Hardy and Caleb Houston are players that I wouldn't mind them drafting. I wouldn't necessarily mind a Patrick Baldwin either. I just would like those other two players over him. But again, Caleb Houston, just because of how he may be ends up being a one dimensional offensive player, even if he does give you that defense. Uh, I just, I just think there are better players, especially when you look at like an EJ Liddell who will play a similar position to Caleb Hughes. Now, a very different player, but a player that I look at and think, "Hey, man, this is I, I'd rather them go EJ Liddell here." Things like that. So, those are players that I think. Let me know what you think on all these players down below. I know some of you guys are going to agree, some of you are going to disagree. But again, that's just how I feel about players that they should possibly and look to avoid in this upcoming draft. So, hey, it's going to be a wild week of news for the Chicago Bulls and for the NBA as a whole. Be on the lookout. You may want to have your alerts turned on for this channel because don't be surprised if I'm dropping a midday video almost every day this week with news or rumors that come out. Do not be surprised of that at all. So it's going to be a very interesting time here around Chicago Bull Central. Thank you for all your continued support. Make sure you follow the podcast at Bull Central Pod. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and a voicemail, the number to do so is 773-270-2799. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.